0: You're listening to Yale Radio, WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with David McCullough. He's talking to me from Lusaka, Zambia. David, thanks so much for being with me today.
1: Thank you, uh,
0: Brainerd. It's,
1: uh, it's a pleasure talking to you.
0: So tell me, what's happening in your studio now? Um, what, are you, what are you working on?
1: So I, I'm working on uh, several things. In, like I've got one theme I've, I've picked, but then I move them in different uh, mediums. So I'm doing sculpture uh, and sculpture specifically in uh, casting uh, using aluminium, and then also welding using just uh, uh, ordinary metal. And then also I'm doing prints. So a mixture of different types of techniques. So I'm using woodcut, direct prints, and sometimes uh, I have to photocopy things, and, uh, and then also paint. Uh, those prints are also turned into books, like artist books, because it's like a lot of pages, and some of it I just uh, like the way books um, uh, change the perspective on, a, on on the way you look at an object. Um, then, I like uh, I, I like I like that too. Yeah. So go on. Yeah. And other projects. Yeah, and then the other one is um, uh, an animation, so it's stop-motion animation. The same prints and uh, some drawings I do, uh, I animate them and then I make um, uh, video work. Uh, so those are some of the things like uh, I'm, I'm working on to get a few commissions.
0: From different people so i want I'd like to talk about a few of those one the, the prints that you're working on sound very interesting and, and these are of course you know prints done with a, with a printing press they're they're small edition. when you make artists' books with them, how does that work? Are the original prints bound into the books
1: yes so and I, and I do everything I do the binding on my on the shelf um, so because when I start working i uh like in a day, I tend to produce a lot of um, of, of work because I I deal with um, like I ask the approach I have in in, uh, in my studio is I ask questions about uh, certain things I experience and some things we are going through as a country and then also some of the discourse in the art uh, industry that uh, uh, that come to appear about identity or the problematics of identity actually. Um, so uh, when I do, like, uh, ten prints which are original, then I, uh, I may take all of them and make them into a book. Um, and some of it is, like, repu- reputation, which is based on one of the cultural references I use as a point of departure from the east of the country. And, and you find that same line or, or, or uh, practice uh, almost in all the tribes where when they are teaching... Uh, young boys or young girls or or older people when they're being uh, uh, initiated, maybe to be a chief, or maybe it's just an initiation ceremony, they'll use the same song, same drums, and then they'll repeat certain proverbs, or uh, they'll repeat certain words over and over again. And so that's something I try to also play with, Um, and then sometimes I move these um, uh, prints uh, uh, in different books, and the books actually vary in size but small. And, so, and then how do the books get out into the world?
0: Are they are they sold through a gallery or your website? Uh,
1: so I haven't, I do know there's, um, uh, I've sold some ever since I started uh, uh, last uh, last year. Um, and this friend of mine, he's been collecting uh, my works a lot. So he's been, uh, every time, like uh, ever since I started, he just goes like, uh, I want that one, you know. And then there's another friend I met uh, recently. He's trying to organize an exhibition in uh, Germany, and uh, he wants actually to show the books themselves, but I haven't uh, put them yet uh, on my uh, um, Instagram or social... Pa- uh, uh, I haven't put them on my social uh, media. Because it's really... With the books, it's actually something that is really new, but when I was trying to think about exactly when they started, uh they, the whole concept came in uh, in 2015. I attended a workshop, uh, a SICO workshop with the late uh, curator, B.C. Silva. And there was an artist, a Zimbabwean uh, artist, who was um, one of the uh, uh, facilitators. Um, and uh, she was she very much into book printing. Her name is Nors... Um, I'll find the name and then I'll say it to you. I can't really pronounce it now. But yeah. That's, so that's fine yeah uh, so it took some it took some time and then um one day i was i was in uh belgium for holiday and there wasn't really much i was doing i was just really looking at uh, you know i keep on drawing and uh, and printing um when i'm on my holiday cuz sometimes i just use a spoon to print and i found myself uh binding and making these books um uh, and then um, that was the start. So ever since that time, I haven't stopped uh, turning my print into uh, books. So time. I want to talk about uh, you, you,
0: your other bodies of work, but you 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 talked about you know this um, kind of identity and self, which is of course a global conversation in, in the arts and and your your specific kind of question that you articulated well you know, about identity involved, uh, as, as you said, kind of initiation rites of tribes with songs and repeated words. And, um, and, and I assume these uh, to, to dig a little more into that, these tribes are, um, are in, from Zambia or, or from the past. Where, where, where are you, where are these tribes from? And, and also, um that's such an interesting process that initiation process right that how we become a self and in, in, through a ritual which is which is not what we often hear uh or i haven't heard that much about in the art world it's um you know there's more a certain sense of analysis which maybe is very western who am i you know what are my pronouns and, and that kind of thing but a ritual is a it's something different, it's something external that kind of bestows almost a sort of yeah. identity on you, right?
1: Well, you know, um, as an artist or as a creative, you do, when you are looking at uh, um, being successful, you do look at, uh, I think, about three um, stages of uh, uh, success. So you have to get recognition from one, the community you are in, so it's going to be the artists or the creatives that are within that, your community, your local. And then also after that you look at uh, people that collect your work. So uh, in, within your, your country or within your location you find the biggest collectors, if they're finding your work then you know that you're getting somewhere, if they're buying and collecting. And then after that you're looking at the uh, worldwide market. Uh, which now is going to go to galleries and other collectors and so on and so forth, the bigger ones. But it's also the same thing when um, uh, when you're looking at um, uh, growth of young patients. Like, for, for example, the focus for me is Zambia, and that implicates also the countries around Zambia because Zambia is a landlocked country. Um, uh, so it's really, really in the middle. It's just below Congo, in between... Congo and uh, uh, Zimbabwe, and then on the eastern side you've got uh, uh, Malawi um, and, 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 and Mozambique somewhere there, and then uh, you have also Tanzania, you know, so uh, Angola also on the other side. So you, you, when you look at um, uh, the tribes that are found in Zambia, also some of them have their origins from uh, these other countries, and the only thing that separates them is the border. And these borders, were, as we know, they were just brought up uh, during uh, colonial time. So the scramble for Africa, if you, um, I think you know about that. Sure. Yeah. So um, uh, w- when, I, when I'm looking at these uh, tribes and initiation, sometimes I'm actually drawn to where the tribe originated from before they came and settled in Zambia. And like where my father comes from, in Mal- my father came from Malawi, and my mother from the southern part of Zambia. So with Malawi, uh, with the care of people from uh, Malawi, I look at um, uh, uh, four countries, uh, uh, which is uh, Malawi, Zambia itself, Mozambique, and also um, um, a little bit of Tanzania and, and Zimbabwe. Then with the, with the uh, uh, with colonization when they came in you start also looking at South Africa because most of them went there to work and then when they came back they brought also some of the practices and they made uh, they, like they embraced some of those uh, customs they found from uh, other countries so that's, that's the way, those are the tribes I'm looking at but then also when you really get into um, the ceremonies themselves each tribe they've got their own specific uh, ceremony and practices uh, in other tribes, what is practiced in other tribes is, can be a taboo. So what I've decided to do is actually use my father's and my mother's tribe as a point of departure while I'm looking at other um, uh, at tribes because I was, I was born and raised in a city where you don't really find uh, lots of these things. Um, so the the questions are really much about how I grew up and how I came to know um, uh, these tradition uh, ceremony and initiation, and some of it that was done to me um, when I was young. So I've got one vivid one uh, that happened. So those are some of the things I use to um, um, ask myself. And as you say, as you said, this is a very much external um, uh, orientation or initiation. Someone from outside you has to come and do something you or you have to perform something with them. And then once you go through that process, then you become, you know, um, mm. a man or a young boy. But also it does not mean when you become a man you know everything. At each stage, each person goes through different types of initiations. So you always have to, like, uh, you have to pay attention to uh, your graduations in the stages of life, which includes also education mm. is a form of initiation, Um uh, uh, that's one angle I've, I've decided to to add to it because each grade that you go through, you have to write a test and you have to pass to go to another level, and it's kind of an initiation to say you have done it and you are able to go to another you know stage. And people actually cheer for a child when it moves to from grade maybe say one to to grade two. People always if they jump, they even. If they skip a grade, they're even more happy because they say this child is learning fast. You
0: know? um, so those are some they, say this, they say this child is what?
1: Learning fast, you know, like clever child.
0: Oh, yes, 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 right, 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 right.
1: Yeah, or a gifted child and things like that. So different processes of entering in this conversation, different angles of entering in this conversation also allow me to use different uh, mediums because not every theme... Or, or subject or image is, uh, uh, is is is, is, is uh, how can I put it? Uh, like it doesn't really entail or say much in one medium, so you have to find which medium says it most, you know, or best. Let me say.
0: And um, I, I love hearing about that. That's so interesting. I could ask so much more about that initiation, but I think you've made that clear. You're you're also working on animations. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Are those um, more specific narratives? Obviously, the prints are, aren't, aren't narrative, right? These are abstract work. But the animations, um, are they telling a story? I mean, the prints may be telling a story too, but as I understand it, it's an abstract story, one that that isn't um, as easily read as a narrative. Are the, are the animations more narrative, or do they tell a different kind of a story? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just to say, most of my um, I, I, most of the work that I do focuses on the material and the image itself, and mostly the image is either because of the, 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 the because of the initiation ceremonies that are done. They use a lot of uh, animal figures and human figure, so I tend to use a lot of that in my work. Um, and then also, I do like going um, or just gliding on this idea of. The nonlinear um, uh, stories of Africa, because every single time in history, if you if you if you are reading history like I've been reading it, you find there's always a disruption of uh, uh, of some sort happening from an external entity or country or power. You know, so I try to do um, uh, uh, the same thing with my with my work. So I can be using just maybe let's say um, animals, and then at some point it's start seeing human beings or maybe just start seeing lines and then uh, mostly when I do lines it's like really plotting about maps and so on and so forth trying to find exactly the meaning of what uh, certain lines um, uh, are mean um, uh, when you put them on paper um, and then uh, so one of the bases I do is I would code, like for the animation What the first one I did was uh, uh, I, com- I took the Rhodesian wish back it's a dog that was specifically made for uh, uh, Rhodesia, so southern and northern Rhodesia, which was Zambia and Zimbabwe. Um, and so I took this dog, and then um, like I just took pictures of it, and then uh, uh, superimposed on our constitution, so the constitution of Zambia, and then uh, you know it just runs through, and then also added other things, and then um, with a radio recording of a DJ in a local language where he speaks proverbs or he's entertaining people Um, you'd have to see it really for you to uh, get what I'm saying but I find them very interesting the way these uh, elements like sound uh, superimposed image on a a different paper the edging of the paper itself and then you you add this idea of provisionality to it where it starts moving and time ceases to be uh, like frozen and I really really enjoy uh, um uh, just making them like that you know
0: and and how are and how are these made you said stop motion didn't you these are um these are uh, drawn or what what what's the process for making the animations
1: so you, you there are uh, different ways of making um uh, uh the stop motion animation so you can draw or you can just do paper cutouts or you can make actually actual images uh, like uh, like you know using clay uh, uh, and you can be moving them bit by bit and take and you are taking pictures so to make one like to make one move you have to make make about 25 pictures so you just really uh, finish up one move so um, the making of these animations really fits in with the way I print also out images because you have to make a lot and what I do, I mix up. I put sculpture uh, or 3D image. I put a 2D image uh, on one thing and just take pictures. So I take lots of pictures, a lot of pictures, and then um, without editing them, just number them and then put them. Uh, um, uh, sometimes I do screen recording, but then I also put them in a. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, sometimes Photoshop, you know and all these other softwares, and then you bring out the best um, uh, uh, movement you want or speed uh, you want to uh, produce. And mostly it's done in black and white.
0: And that's, that's so interesting. It's such an interesting process. Um, so
1: where where is your work showing
0: next? I mean, there'll be more links in here to things that so people can learn more about your work and see it. But where... Um, What's next for you? Is there an upcoming exhibit or anything you want to to mention about where it's showing next?
1: Well, I'm actually working towards um, a uh, solo exhibition just within Zambia in Osaka. Um so mm-hmm. towards the end of a, of this year. If they will, if they are going to, if they are going to allow, because with COVID we're constantly going in lockdowns and then also not allowed to do certain things. So if it's allowed that I can do that, then I will go on and do the solo. But I'm just really in the studio uh, producing as much as I can, the work I want to show. Uh, and, uh, to show. And I, I think I should ask you before the
0: last question. So how how is it there with the lockdown right now? Right now we're talking on June 24th in 2021. Um, I imagine it was an extremely difficult year there. Is, is the lockdown ending? Does it? What's what's happening there in terms of the, the pandemic?
1: Well, so with Zambia, we are now entering, we've now entered, in the, uh, the, we have now the third wave and it's really doing us bad, like really, really bad. Uh, it's worse than the first and the second. Um, so it's really scary. Um, the, but just this week, I started working, last week and this week, I'm working from home. I don't, I just go to the studio to pick some things and then also see some of my uh, uh, friends that work with me like for an hour then I come back and work from home uh, because yeah it's really scary like the first wave was like when you're hearing about people dying it's really from a distance but now you, we have like I have my like the, my elder brother the first our uh, uh, born is actually uh, is infected has uh, COVID and it's really, really that hard for me no so this is like yeah. you, have to uh, stay, you have to stay um uh you have to keep yourself safe like the only way you can care for others is not going to tell them is really keeping yourself safe, and then people will start knowing if you give that distance that actually you are taking the measures because if you just continually go to them, they also continually come to you, no. Mm. Uh, so it's it's really yeah. it's really hard, and the trouble the, the 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 trouble is in Zambia, the the biggest population is like people live from hand to mouth. If you understand what I mean, so you just you go. Uh, I do, yeah. There they, they, is no saving at all. So if they do a complete lockdown, everyone dies of hunger. You know, uh, it's it's really hard. Hospitals are filled are filled up, and you know, stuff.
0: And it's very difficult. Um, sorry to hear that, and I and I wish your your brother well. Of course, um, I want to ask you one more question. The last question I always ask, which is, what are you reading at the moment? Um,
1: I'm actually researching on names, African names.
0: African what?
1: Names. So or?
0: that's yeah 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 we would t- like a meme a meme we would say that here M E M E correct
1: ah sorry come again N E is it your
0: yeah a meme yeah yeah
1: so uh uh I'm I'm really looking at names like uh the way the the way um the naming structure because there's also in some tribes and in some families they still uphold the tradition of uh, uh, naming children in a, with, a, with a certain ceremony to eat, you know. So, um, and that's what I'm reading on. i got uh, a few books uh, that have been written by Zambian scholars. Um, and also I found an ence- encyclopedia on, uh, on just Zambian names. Um, so, yeah, Those, uh, that's, on, that's, uh, that's a theme of the books I'm looking at. So I'm not reading uh, like one book at one time. Be like a research.
0: That sounds interesting.
1: David, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. I really
0: appreciate your, your time and your work. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you for the invitation.
0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.